What is up, my close and personal friends? It is me, your best friend and your host, Lena Jean, and I am back and better than ever with a new episode of Sunshine Heart. Uh, Last week, I did not record an episode. It was a bit rough, and I have been very, very busy, but I am not too busy to hit you this week with some thoughts and feelings and emotions and a generally good time, I hope. But this week, we are gonna get sad. And by sad, I mean we're gonna be talking about seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder. Um, This is something that hits close to home. I will say that much. And if you've listened to the other episodes of Sunshine Heart, it will not come as a surprise to you to know that I have dealt with and continue to deal with seasonal depression. Uh, I deal with depression a lot, but there have been many times and there continue to be many times and I have a feeling there will be many times in the future that it just gets a little bit harder. I've talked to other folks who they see their seasonal depression or their seasonal affective disorder crop up when it's gloomy. So for example, people expect, and it is a common misconception And it's easy to assume that we are more likely as human beings to get depressed when the weather is bad. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? When it's gloomy and rainy and snowy and sad and gray, we're more likely to feel sad and sluggish and depressed. And when it's sunny and happy and the weather starts getting better and it's warm, we are more likely to be happy and less depressed. But this isn't always the case. For me my seasonal depression has always cropped up in the spring when it's starting to get nicer outside and when it's not as cold and it's getting warmer and it's sunny all the time. But I also grew up in a place where it's always sunny, so perhaps I'm a little bit different in that way. Now, I want to make a note here at the beginning that just because you feel particularly depressed at a certain time correlation does not equal causation. It may not be seasonal affective disorder. It may not be something that we can put a diagnosis to. It might just be that something has happened in your life, or this is just a bad time, or maybe depression has no reason or rhyme, and it will just crop up whenever it wants. And that's also very possible. I'm using sad or seasonal affective disorder just as a blanket term, because I don't know what causes mine, but I do know that around every January, February, March, and ending around the time where it starts getting super hot in the summer, I am more likely, and in the past few years, have been very depressed. And I don't know, this could be because of the people I was around, this could be because of the stress of the school years, this could be because of a lot of things. Luckily this year, it has not gotten as bad as it has in the past, but that also doesn't mean that it has completely gone away. I've had harder days, especially the last couple of weeks, where getting out of bed is a struggle and things don't make sense and I don't have energy and I give up on things right as soon as I've started. I'll start watching a show and lose interest. I'll start working on a logic puzzle and lose interest. I'll start working on a coloring page and lose interest. 
I don't want to do the things that I need to do. I don't have the energy or the courage to go to work. I don't want to deal with people. Really, all I want to do is stay in bed, and even that makes me feel guilty. And I feel like a lot of us can understand this hopeless feeling, and it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't go away that easily. You can't flip the depression switch and make it go away. So how do you get out of this if, if this really is seasonal affective disorder and we just have to wait for the weather to get better? How do you crawl out of that seasonal slump? How do you keep working? Well, I mean, for me, it's just the same way I always get through depression and anxiety and the slew of other mental health problems that I found myself facing. I have to make a conscious decision to actually work towards it. And something I found since I started working down here and even at my previous jobs is actually starting to do the thing, actually starting to go to work, actually going to do something is the hardest part. And once I get over that hump, everything else is easy. Even if I have a long shift at work, like I had yesterday, I had a 10 hour shift. Getting to that shift was really rough, especially because I didn't really want to do it. But as I've found with most of my longer shifts, I get lost in it, or I look for checkpoints, so time between breaks, or, you know, counting counting down the time until I move to a new position, and that helps me to get through the day a little bit faster. That may not help everybody, but being able to count the checkpoints is easier than looking at a big shift that's 10 hours long and saying, I can't do that. There's also just surround, trying to surround yourself with the people who are most likely to be understanding of what's going on. In the past, I had friends who ended up not being super great and may have even been contributing to my uh, mental health issues, but even they were supportive when I went to them to vent about how I was feeling and when I needed someone to be there, they were there. Now, this may be your best friend, this may be your therapist, it may be your parents. And I have a lot of folks in my life that I feel comfortable going and opening up to. And sometimes it can be hard to open up, but having someone to trust nearby, even when you feel like you're constantly asking them for help, it's, it's worth going to somebody and being open about the way that you feel. Uh, and again, if, if it becomes a little bit too much, there's always therapists. There's, there's people who are professionally trained to deal with those problems. And convincing myself not to feel guilty about going to those people is a whole other hurdle that I won't go into. That's more on the anxiety side of things. But I feel that while there may be no purpose or meaning or reason or rhyme behind seasonal depression, I, you know, it, it, I've just grown to understand it as a part of life. And it's rough. It, it doesn't really get easier, although it does get as easier to deal with as you grow more, f you know, f more familiar with what you're dealing with. Um, 
it's uncomfortable to have to sit back and realize that this is something that you'll probably be dealing with for a long time. But with something like this, it's easier to see how you've recovered once it's over. While you're in it, it can feel hopeless. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But if you're currently dealing with this now, or if you've dealt with this in the past, there is one truth, and that's that nothing lasts forever. And neither will this. The the thing I want to tell myself, and the thing I want to tell everybody else, is that it won't last forever. It may feel hopeless, like it's something that you can't quite get your head around, that you can't quite get over. Um, and one of the hardest truths I've ever had to come to terms with is knowing that there are ways to cope with this, but there's not a way to cure this. There's no way to turn off the switch. And if we could choose not to turn it on, that would also be great. But this is part of who, what, what makes me who I am. This is part of what makes us who we are. And it's another chapter in our story. It's another hurdle that we have to overcome. And honestly, the bare bones truth of it is that it's just your brain doing whatever it wants. The final say goes to you. If it's becoming unbearable, if it's something that is really hard to deal with, try to push yourself to take that next step. The only person who can do that is you, especially if those who love you and who you trust encourage you to take the next step. If this year's depression is a little bit rougher, don't be afraid to seek help. Don't be afraid to consider medicinal alternatives. Uh, don't be afraid to go to someone new. Don't be afraid to be open with yourself about what you're feeling. The easiest and most important thing to remember to do when dealing with this is to walk straight into it with your arms open. In the past, I have misunderstood and avoided dealing with my mental health issues, which led to a lot of mistakes. It led to a lot of pain for myself and for other people. And the most important thing I ever did was recognize when there's a problem and acknowledge it head on. If this is something that is hard for you, that is perfectly okay. You should be willing to admit that first and foremost to yourself. Don't be afraid, just seek whatever means necessary to make things a little bit easier. Finally, the most, the, the most crucial thing at this point for me is to remember to love and take care of yourself. That comes with everything I've said before, you know, whether it be medicine or therapy or just talking to your family or pushing yourself to take that first step, go out and buy yourself a Snickers. Go out and buy yourself a carton of ice cream. Get off of work and treat yourself because getting through one day can sometimes be a struggle and it is something to celebrate. Like I've said before, 
even your small accomplishments are worth celebrating. So if you wake up one morning and you feel depressed and sluggish and tired and you don't want to go to work, but you do one step at a time and stand up out of bed, even if you just have to stare at the wall for a minute and put a shirt on and get out the door and you make it through work and you come home, I don't care if you're trying to diet. I don't care if you can't exercise that day. I don't care if you have to cancel all your plans. Put on a show that you're interested in. Grab a carton of ice cream and treat yourself. Because this can be a really rough time of year for a lot of folks, including myself. And it's important for me to remember and it's important for you to remember that you deserve kindness and love. And that includes the kindness and love that you show yourself with a big old gallon tub of cookie dough ice cream and uh, I just gorged my face with pasta so that does not sound good for me right now but what does sound good for me is possibly going to bed waking up again to do it tomorrow so that is all I'm going to have for you this week I really honestly from the bottom of my heart hope that whatever you are going through this week is the best week it could be. I hope that your shifts aren't too long. I hope that you get ice cream on sale at the supermarket and I hope that this week is full of love and happiness. Uh, Take each day in stride. Take each day one day at a time, one moment at a time. If things get overwhelming, just remember that you are surrounded by love. You are exactly where you need to be at this moment. You are doing a great job. Feel free to come to me if you need a hug and I will be there for you. But until next time, stay kind, stay happy. Uh, don't get too sleepy. Uh, make sure we don't drink and drive. And may you hold sunshine in your heart. I love you. I'll see you next week. Say bye-bye, Sable.